Hello and welcome back to the You Show Show. It is the show where you show things. Today I am I am your host. I keep forgetting to introduce myself because I don't want to talk about myself. <laughs> I am your host, uh, Kelvin Laser McMurray, and today I am joined again by my very good friend Zeke, aka Stephanie Adrian. Hello, Zeke. Hello, Kelvin. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Welcome, welcome back to the studio. I um, <laughs> it's good to have you back. We, you're definitely, you know. A, I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. Uh, it's good to have you back. Thanks, for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for being here, Zeke. Um, today, uh, we are gonna talk about Shit's Creek. Yes, that was the show that you picked. To that's a sec- that's effectively what this show is. It's just show and tell for adults. I mean, let's be real. That's all this is. No, it totally is. Uh, yeah, we're standing in front of the class, holding up you know the box that our parents got us over the weekend, but. Um, <laughs> uh, of this thing you should also enjoy this thing yeah exactly it's a it's a place of pa- a place of passion if i can talk um but yeah last episode we talked about episode for family a family tv show that's interesting um and <laughs> now we are going to talk about another family tv show a very popular uh and very well done tv show uh Shit's creek and in case anybody may not know it's S C H I T T apostrophe S, uh, which is a very, very clever and funny title to get away with that on television. Um, yes. <laughs> so you shared the show with me. I watch. I only got through the first season. Um, that's, that's as far as I got. Um, I okay. I would like to finish it, and we can we can kind of briefly talk about later se- seasons later on. But um, I I did really like the show. Uh, thank you for sharing it with me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would have watched it had we not done this, but I don't say that like in a bad way. I'm just not, uh, to be honest, I'm not a huge television person. Most of my television experience Mm -hmm. comes through my girlfriend and mutual friend of ours, uh, Nat. Um, She is the, she's the TV pro. And so most of my TV experience comes through her um, and she's not huge on sitcoms. So I don't know if I would have ever watched this out of my own experiences, but I'm glad long story short that, I did. So, um, I guess, um, why of all the TV shows in the world, why, why did you pick this one? Why, why Schitt's Creek? Well, see, here's the funny thing. This is not a show that I would have watched myself either. Okay. Um, because I am, I, I'm also not usually like, well, no, that's not true. I, there's a lot of sitcoms I like, but a friend of mine said, you have to watch this. You just have to watch this. Um, and it's because um, I really like Eugene Levy mm-hmm. and she was just like, Oh my God, it's so funny. You have to watch it. Well, it's, um, I, Corey, I think you know, Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I picked it up and then I couldn't stop watching it. And I started watching it when I was pregnant, which was 2018. Um, and actually I, like in the last day or two, I was like, Oh God, I got to go back and rewatch the first season. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but I was pregnant and I think I was very like emotional at the time. And this was such easy, um, like crunchable popcorn television to watch, but it was so good. And I don't know. I just love it so much. But part of the reason I picked it was because it was something that I knew you guys wouldn't have necessarily watched. Yeah. Um, the only show similar that I've ever watched is um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went and partied with my, my, two, my two good friends one night, uh, Ben and Isabel. 
and I, we partied all night long. We were super drunk, and I, I fell asleep on their couch, and I woke up, and they cooked me breakfast, and they just started watching How I Met Your Mother. Like, we just started watching yeah. it, and we sat there on their couch literally the whole day and just watched that show, and I did. I really liked it. So after I left that day, it's on Netflix, and I finished through it. Anyway, that's like another sitcom-related show where, again, I get what you're saying. It kind of it hooks you, but because it's like – for simpler reasons. And I say that right. like it's as a just, good thing. It's just a feel good kind of thing. And and when, when I said I don't normally watch sitcoms, I was like, oh, but I love how I met your mother and New Girl. And like I, I usually just go through one at one at a time, you know. But yeah, Shits Creek was something that I binged. And uh, so I have I have an abhorrence for embarrassment comedy. Okay. All right. Right. Like like I don't know if I fall into that like highly sensitive person category when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I can't stand to watch somebody get embarrassed over and over again. I don't watch Ben Stiller movies. Like I can't, I can't do that. Um, partially because I'm just going, why, why would you let this happen to you? Do you not see this coming? But what I love about Shit's Creek is that it's a, it's a panacea for that in my mind, because they get put in these, in these situations that have really high potential for embarrassment. Yes. But then, they kind of turn out okay. Like there's a normal level of embarrassment and not this like, I'm going to go hide under a rock and never speak to anybody again kind of embarrassment. But it's, it's, um, it's played, it's played straight. It's played really straight. And it's, and, and it's, you think it's going to go really bad. And then it just like doesn't. It, it, it works out. But Everything kind of works out. Maybe not in the way you thought it was going yes, to yeah. or that it, that it quote unquote should, but it does kind of all work out. Yeah. It doesn't follow the tropes again of like, you know, oh, Susie learned her lesson. It's not, that's not this show. It's, um, no, because nobody learns their lesson. Ex- exact. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everybody, it is a show Everybody, at least in the first season, is even the the uh, the characters of the town, every, mm-hmm. and then the, the Rose family. And we'll get into a quick synopsis, I guess, here in a minute. But um, everybody is effectively the same at the end as they were in the start. And 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 again, I don't say that as a problematic thing. That's no, just how it is. It's kind of like, and it's okay. Mm-hmm, <laughs> You're exactly. You're just gonna be this person. Like they don't. They don't. There is a lot of change that happens. The characters grow. Yes. Uh, having watched the rest of the the show, I haven't finished the final season, which just came out on Netflix. But, okay. But like, but they do grow. But mm-hmm. they're still they maintain their essential themness. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I guess well, what is what's the show generally about? I guess let's start there. About? Yeah. So so. This show opens in a giant McMansion. Yes. Um, with this very wealthy family who is being raided by the IRS. Immigration? Revenue. Mrs. Rose, there are people here from the government. Because they're the person that... And I like this because it's not that they did something wrong, but the person that they entrusted to handle their money never paid their taxes. Yep. And then stole a bunch of their money and absconded. So <laughs> they're sat down by their the person, I guess, who's handling their finances now, and said they say, like, there's a small amount of money for you to live on, and then there's this one property <laughs> 
that the the IRS deemed to be worthless. <laughs> and it's and it comes out that there's a there's a father, Johnny, and his wife Moira, and then the two kids who are adults, David and Alexis. And Johnny had bought a town <laughs> as a joke for David called yep. Shit's Creek in the middle of nowhere. And David is like, I love the conversation they have because David's like, you actually bought it? And his dad's like, yeah, I gave you the deed. How else would I get the deed? And and Alexa says, you could Photoshop it. And yeah. he's like, why would I Photoshop it when I could just buy it? Anyway. <laughs> you bought a small town in 1991, Johnny. Yes, I bought that as a joke for my son. Wait, you actually purchased that town? Yes, I purchased the town. How else could I get the deed? You could have photoshopped the and deed. And saved the money. Like, why saved would the I, money. Why would I photoshop a deed? The joke was owning the okay, town. Stop. That was the joke. Oh, my God. Well, that was the joke. To Johnny's credit, this town might just be your saving grace. So the stupid thing is, is like nobody knew that they actually bought it, but the, they're saying this is their saving grace. You can move to Shit's Creek and and live there essentially for free because you don't have any money. And can afford it and so they move there but of course like moira moira is amazing yeah so but they're but they're packing up and trying to take what they can to go there and they end up in this middle middle of nowhere podunk town where they have to stay in this tiny motel that is very run down mm-hmm. but they're so used to this lap of luxury and they are assholes <laughs> like across the board all four yes. of them are yes just rich entitled jerks who are just used to this completely different way of life than what is happening in this like small town mm-hmm. and right i mean right out of the gate uh it i mean that's like obvious thing number one I, you know they they land in the town they are at they're not even at a hotel it is a motel in a very very rundown <laughs> one at that yeah. Um, they meet. It is a every door opens to the outside motel. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then they get they get the they get the adjoining rooms with you know the door in the middle, and you know right away uh, well, they you meet Stevie who actually uh, is is my favorite character out of the whole show. I love, I love Stevie, Stevie, but um, you meet Stevie. She is the um, uh, como se dice like the receptionist the front desk the front, she works the front desk but she's also cleans the rooms like she runs the the motel like yep. she's like she's the only staff really cleans and then like organizes and probably is like the manager she's yeah like she like she runs the hotel but it's not hers and uh, or motel and um like right away you know they're like oh we would we want like fresh bath towels delivered you know to to our room we're in room you know whatever we're in room 28 and she's just like yeah, I'll make sure to get you fresh bath towels. And what I liked about her character right off the bat too is like she just rolls with it. You know, she's yeah, just like she's so sarcastic though. She's just like in that first episode, David comes in, the son, and he's like, I know this is a stupid question, but do you have a business center? And she's like, Oh yeah, it's right out the door to the left next to the spa. Yep. And right next to our gourmet coffee maker, and it's just a coffee pot, you know, like so you're welcome to, to access our espresso bar and it's like shitty three-day-old coffee. <laughs> yes. Um, and so then, yeah, so then like they're they're in the small town and and the thing, the only thing that the honestly, the only like uh, I don't know if hesitancy is the right word. The only thing, the only kind of like, oh my gosh, is when, when I started the show, is I was just like, oh, this is just gonna be a 
show about a rich family with a bunch of dumb hicks and like the dumb hicks are going to be the stupid, wrong, weird ones the entire time. And I, but I was very happy <laughs> that I was wrong because the show does kind of say, well, like, no, there's idiots on both sides. Trust us. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the first guy, the first person that they encounter when they come into town is the mayor who's what is this? Rolling shit. Rolling shit. God, the fucking names are so good. Yep. And who is the guy that plays Roland? Do you know? That is Chris Elliott. Um, yeah, who's just like fantastic. Yes. And he obviously, I, I I watched the first season. He obviously has like a pillow shoved in his shirt to make him look like he has a beer gut, but it's so low budget. Like it's so. Yeah, it's very funny. And I like I like Chris Elliott. I think he's he's a funny actor. He just the only thing with him. This is just a quick little bunny trail. Is that he's. He plays a funny character, but he's always kind of the same character. Right, yeah. So if you've seen him in anything else, if you haven't seen Just Creek, you you pretty much you already know his character. He's the creepy kind of hillbilly guy. Not kind of. He's a, he's a hillbilly. Um, yeah, 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 he's not a hill. I don't know. But anyway, um, who's just that very bizarre character who wants nothing more than to put the other actors, the other characters around him in the most uncomfortable positions as humanly possible. And then the funny thing is, is... Yeah, he's the mayor of the town. Right. And like he's he's the mayor because of family lineage, not because he like anybody particularly thinks he's capable of leading. It's just like his turn to do it. You know, it's like his job. Yeah, yeah his dad did it. Now it's now it's his turn. Um and then so well then they wind up in the town and I guess I I think I don't think they ever mention in the first season what the Rose's family business was. I don't. Am I crazy? Not really, no. But he does at one point because he he talks about Rose Video. He he essentially oh, owned yeah. a chain of blockbusters. Like oh, like see, I okay, I didn't catch that. He mentions it. They do a uh, uh, <laughs> part of the trope of this is that like the the parents are completely disconnected from the kids. Like they have this whole conversation at one point. Moira and um, which got, we, we should probably mention that Moira was who plays Moira. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Right. Who was the mom in Home Alone. Yep. And right? uh, she was in Beetlejuice. And right. then she was also married to Eugene Levy, uh, also in the movie. Um, oh, my gosh. The dog movie. Oh, my gosh. It's on the tip of my tongue. Best in show. They are a married oh couple God. in Best of Show. Which I love that movie. If you haven't seen Best of Show, stop everything you're doing, quit your job. Go watch that, then and come go, back and listen to this. Yeah, go watch. Exa yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Because I... Okay, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of cutting you off. I, I, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara in Best of Show were hilarious, and then now in Shit's Creek, seeing them together again, right away I was like, oh my god, yes. Like, I... I could probably just watch a show that is nothing but those two people for, you know, 28 <laughs> minutes straight. Just sitting in a hotel room, like, drinking wine, I'd watch that TV show in a heartbeat. So they're the, they're the, they're the parents. Um, so I'm sorry. We were talking about the family business. They're, 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 the, they're the Rose family that have come to the town of Schitt's Creek. Um, right. And, and also, I mean, while we're talking about the actors, the David is played by Daniel Levy, too. So it's it's Eugene and his son who are the creators and also star as the father and son. So anyway, 
something that I actually didn't pick up on until almost the end of season one, which is kind of funny. I was like, oh, that's his you son. You didn't see the eyebrows? <laughs> I mean, oh my God, they're so like, they're so much like each other. It's so funny. You see them standing next to each other and you're just like, obviously you guys are actually related. Once I saw it, I, it stood out, but no, like I said, I, but I'm kind of an idiot for stuff like that. I, <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> it took me, it took me a minute um, because I kept noticing at the end um, of each episode, it, it said created by Eugene Levy um, and Dan Levy. And I was like, oh, is that his brother? And then that's when I hopped on the internet and the internet's revealed <laughs> that no, indeed it's his son. And he also plays right. David Rose, his son in the show. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like it, right. it honestly made me like the show even better. Cause I think stuff like that is really cool. So, yeah. um, but anyway, so they move, so they move to this small town and that's really it. I mean, now they're just living there. Everything, There's... everything else happens in Schitt's Creek. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because so they when they show up at first, they are all just like appalled by the surroundings. And honestly, looking back and watching it, David is the only one who's nice to people. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like his sister Alexis is horrendous. And the first thing she does is get on the phone to her bo- quote unquote boyfriend Stavros, who is some rich dude yeah. <laughs> that they've been dating for three months. David points it out and says, you've only been dating for three months. And she's like, Oh my God, David, it will be four months next month. <laughs> like that's the kind of person Alexis is. Yep. And, and she's obviously like the pretty girl who's been to all the big parties and has been very much the socialite. Like she and David were both very social, but and um, you can the first thing it. she does yes. is get on the phone and is like, Oh, Stavros is coming to get me. <laughs> But she doesn't want to tell her parents that because he's only coming to get her. Yep. Um, and then we find out very shortly after that Stavros ditches her because he already said he was going to Diddy's white party. Yep. And it's just and then like and then he's gone. That's also something that I really like. He never too. he never comes up again, and we never meet Stavros. He's just like this this character, this this amorphous person out there. But you hear um, like you hear things about him in the first like two three episodes, and and again maybe in the later seasons I don't know, but it, he doesn't come in back at the first. You don't season. hear about him ever again. <laughs> nope, that's it. And like you just hear like really shitty things about him. Like he sounds like a total asshole. Um, and then he's yeah. he's gone. And um, it's an ongoing joke that Alexis has made several many many bad decisions in who yes. she dates. Yes, like she's never had a long term relationship, and it's always been these like famous pretty boys who treat her like shit and like, i was trying to explain this to my husband yesterday but like alexis keeps saying things that are like oh you know that one time when i was in thailand and i ended up in a drug dealer's <laughs> trunk and yep. i had to promise him sex to get out yep. he was a perfect gentleman the entire time until he ran out of money you know it's that kind of thing that she keeps and and then she's like what i was 14 you know and it's like no, the game is two truths and a lie. It's true. So you've game. heard of it. Yeah, you've well, heard yeah, of it. Yeah, because babies play that at their birthday parties. Okay, whatever. It's a good oh, game. Okay? Now. Um, okay. My eyes are brown. I am basically sample size. And one time I escaped from a Thai drug lord's car trunk by bribing him with sex. Right idea, honey. But you know what? It's got to be more challenging for Her everybody in the room. Aqua. You did what? Obviously, these parents have completely disconnected from their children's lives entirely. And um, that's what I was saying was that like part of the trope of it is that they're having a conversation where they're like, are we bad parents? Yeah. Yeah. And and Johnny's 
Johnny says, no, we put them in all the best boarding schools. We hired all the best nannies. But like these parents don't know their kids. No. At all. And like that's when the Rose video comes up is he has them do a two truths and a lie, but he can't even explain like how to play it. And it's very, it was very entertaining, but he talks about like, Oh, we used to do these team building exercises at Rose video. I guess, I guess I didn't pick up on him that it was, it was like a, I didn't notice it was like a blockbuster thing, but yeah, cause there's the, my favorite episode of the first season where they're filming the TV commercial. Cause of my oh background in advertising, I can relate to that episode a million percent, but, um, um, but there's also, uh, there's a quick joke right in the beginning that I also really loved. So like you said, they, I think like the, the IRS and the feds are, they're in the, the, the mansion of the Rose family and they're, they're taking everything because, you know, again, the, the, it, there's illegal actions within the company. And then somebody is talking to Moira, the mom, the mother character, and they say something to the effect of like, there was one asset that you're allowed to keep. And she goes, oh, my God, is it the children? And she's like, those oh, are yeah, the kids. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, the kids. And she's like, those are your children, man. Like, those are dependents. Those aren't assets. Like, <laughs> oh. And she's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. There is a very small amount set aside for you. And one asset the government has allowed you to retain. The kids. The children are dependents, Moira. Well, she's all... <laughs> she's also like having her servants pack her wigs. And she's like, oh my God, did you put Sally in with Susan? They don't like each other. They do not talk to each other. Yes. All her wigs have separate personalities and like, oh man. She's funny. I, I didn't understand the wig thing. Is it just like a, like a, was there a reason? Or was it just like a character trait of hers? I think it's just a character trait. Cause she okay. has, like she has hair. Um, and this goes to a conversation. Can I go on a tangent for a second? Absolutely. I had a a conversation with a friend of mine who, um, is, is trans and ended up like has been buying wigs. Okay. And she was saying that you go into stores and if there's a, if there's a white lady behind the counter, it's a sad situation because no white ladies buy wigs unless something has gone terribly wrong. (laughs) That is, yeah, okay. Right? Whereas whereas when you look at the black community, wigs are so accepted as just being part of mm-hmm. the accoutrement that a woman wears. Um, and and that's how that's how Moira treats her wigs. Are they're just another accessory? They're just part of a of a look she's going for at the time. Social status kind of yeah, class and yeah, okay. I I, yeah. I get that now. That makes well, sense. Well and you if you watch the show, like uh, listeners, if you watch the show, she dresses in such a fantastical way. Like it's so inappropriate for the place they're living. It's so like high fashion in a way. And like a lot of that. And then that, that, and then even that generalized humor extends into, into the show across the board. They all mm-hmm. like, you know, she wears like, she's dressed into the nines to go to like, the town restaurant, which is a bakery, you know, like a very small town, little mom pop diner. Yeah. Yeah. And she is wearing this dress. That's probably thousands of dollars and they (laughs) definitely stand out. And now that you point this out, she really dresses like the character from Beetlejuice. 
like lots of black and white, lots of geometric patterns. Like, and I kind of felt a lot of that character from Beetlejuice. I can't remember the mom's name in Beetlejuice. It's been forever since I've seen it, but I, I feel like some of that character came out a little bit in this show because they are kind of similar, rich, snobby people in a place where they're, you know, not in their comfort zone. Yeah, entirely, entirely. But um, but yeah, I I I, I like the show. I will I will definitely finish it. I um, it's it's um, it's a simpler show. But again, I don't I don't say that as like a that's not a bad thing. I don't I'm not a person who thinks equates simple to being bad. It's it's simple because it's like it's it's just it's just it's very surface level. It's just like this is what this show's about. We are here to make you laugh, and God damn it, that's exactly exactly what it did it's exactly what it does and like i find myself like rolling around laughing when i watch this show because it's so i don't know it's simple but it's smart Mm -hmm. yes like it doesn't it's not i don't know some of it's dumb humor i guess but like but it is really smart in a lot of ways and i really like that about it and i like too again there's there's no there's no there's no objective to the show there's really not at least in the first mm-hmm. season i mean really the only thing was like survive and try to sell the town if you can right and it's it's culture shock right it's it the whole first season is them adjusting because so they they come into this town and they're just sure they're gonna leave as soon as possible and so the first thing that they do is they is johnny and moira decide that they're going to sell the town and so they have to drop the papers and they have to go to Roland, the mayor, to get him to sign off on the papers. And they're forced to eat dinner with him and his yep, wife. Yep. Roland says, if you want this signed, you're going to come to dinner with me and my wife. And it's so awkward. But what, oh, they yeah. find, what they find out at that dinner is that it took 20 years. The, house, the town was on the market for 20 years before Johnny bought it as a joke. Yep, for right? his son. Yep. And so there's like, they, they, they come to this realization that we may be stuck here for a while. And so the rest of the show is really about them um, coming to terms with that yes. and and finding their places in the town. Mm-hmm. And I, I had like a weird feeling when it got to that point in the show. I was like in my head, I kind of was thinking, okay, this is going to be, okay, now we need to spruce the town up. Right. And then and then in in doing so, we're going to fall in love with the town. That is where I thought it was going to go that. okay, (laughs) we're going to. Yeah, we're going to buy the restaurant, but we're going to make it a very swanky restaurant that does cheese and wine and grapes and (laughs) artisanal cheeses. And uh, and then we're going to buy the, you know, the 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 mayor's house and turn it into this yada, yada, yada. But that's not it at all. They have no money to do anything. Nope, they don't do anything. They are literally just surviving in a motel room slowly adapting to the life around them and meeting the townsfolk and and again it's kind of like um it's a it's it's like a it's like a i used to give it like a it's like a paint bucket you know a little bit of one color blends in with the next and that's right. that's the show um it is <laughs> they try and spruce up the town the the first thing that they attack is that they that they decide they need to change is a sign. Oh my gosh! Yeah, on the outskirts of town that says "Welcome to Shit's Creek." Yep, and it shows a a man standing <laughs> behind a woman who is bending over. Yep, into the river, and it says like "Shit's Creek," where everyone fits in. Yep, <laughs> and it looks like it looks like they're having sex. Like they, it looks like they're having sex, and and um, Johnny complains about it, and he 
has long story short, he ends up having to bring Roland out there because it's Roland's family. It's like his great, great grandfather. And he says, well, it looks like he's fucking your great, great grandmother up the ass. And he goes, Oh, Johnny, I see where the problem is. That's not my great, great grandmother. That's his sister. That's his sister. Yep. He's like, well, how would anybody driving down the road know that that's his sister? He's like, cool. I'll fix it. When they come back, there's a sign next to it that says, it's okay. It's his sister. Yep. It's okay. It's his sister. Yep. And then it's just like problem solved. That's it. Problem solved. But like that's, that's the whole attitude is like, yes, they try and change the town, but the town is not having it. No. At all. They like the way things are. Yep. They've, they've been content. They've been happy. And and there's nothing wrong with the town. No. Like, there's no, there's nothing that needs to be fixed. It's just that it doesn't fit their aesthetic. Exactly. You know? And that's, and that's another thing that I was kind of waiting for in the show was like, oh, by the way, you know, we, this town has a sewage problem and it's slowly sinking into a swamp. And again, they were going to have to fix it. Like that's just where my brain was going as I was watching this. And again, it's like, Nope, the town is fine. Like there's small towns and they hunt deer and drink beer and party loudly in motel rooms. But like, Hey, guess what? People do that. in in you know, in life, you may not, yeah. but there are people right now doing those exact same things. And and that's where the show's like heart definitely sinks in is that it's like it's it is okay it's okay to be both. It's okay to be yeah. a rich city snobby person, you know, and it's okay to be a weird small town whatever, you know, right. and it's it's okay because I think that as long as at the end of the day it uh, there's these little moments of like understanding one another and acceptance. Um mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments of acceptance in the show um Moira goes, oh my gosh, uh, I have to, oh, what's, so Roland is the mayor. Oh, his Roland's wife. wife jo- I think it's Jocelyn or Joycelyn. It's, it's Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Yeah, it's Jocelyn. <laughs> so Moira and Jocelyn go get a haircut. And she comes oh back and her haircut looks exactly like Jocelyn's. And she's like, I hate it. I hate this haircut. I hate it. I look exactly like Jocelyn. Apparently there's a hairstylist can only do one haircut. That makes everybody look like that. And it is that, like, it, it's very, uh, like, it's like an 80s style. It's just out of era. Like, yes. it's not a, it, it's not like it's a terrible haircut. It's just out of era. It's just not modern. Yes. <laughs> not um, very modern. <laughs> yep. Everything is from, like, the late 80s. And, um, but then Jocelyn and Moira have this very, it's very quick, but she, like, Jocelyn says to her something to the effect of, like, I know you hate this haircut. And I understand why you hate it. But right. I like it. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but that and, and that's that's the acceptance right there. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit if Jocelyn likes her hair like that and that the barber can only do one cut? Because at the end of the day, they're still eating dinner and they're they're living their lives the way that they right. want to. And that's that's what I do like about the show is it's very it is about acceptance and that. At the end of the day, if we can all just kind of sit down and talk to one another, we find out we have more in common than we probably assume that we do. Um, yes. And that's where well, the show is is catching. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was going to follow that theme. There's probably my favorite scene out of the entire show that I show to people when I'm like, you need to watch this show because it's very clever, is... So one of my favorite parts of the show is the, is the friendship that David and Stevie establish. and it And it happens early on that they... <laughs> she he's like I think you're kind of funny like I think you don't suck and she's like well I don't you don't suck as bad as everybody else either and they end up hanging out but 
a series of events happen and they get really stoned together mm-hmm. yeah. and they end up hooking up. And afterwards they're in a wine shop. Yes. I was going right. to bring this up too, but yeah, keep going. Yes. God, yes. I love it. I yeah. love it. So they're buying wine for a party. And, and the thing that you realize early on is that David definitely reads as being more, um, stereotypically gay. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. like he, and, and you think from the beginning that he probably is, mm-hmm. but she says they're, they're picking out wine and she says, I thought you liked red wine. Yep. And he said, I do. And she was like, but I also am a red wine drinker. Yep. <laughs> and up until last night, I thought that you were exclusively a red wine drinker. And he said, oh, I see where you're going with that. And his explanation of pansexuality is so amazing because he says, I like red wine. I also like white wine. I also occasionally sample a rosé. One summer, I hooked up with a Merlot that used to be a Chardonnay. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and she was like, oh, so you just like wine. Yes. And he was like, I like wine. I like the wine, not the label. And I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. And then there's a conversation later that his dad has with Roland where he says, my son is pansexual. Mm-hmm. And Roland says, oh, right. That's that cookware fetish. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and so they immediately dump it back down again. Yep. And he's like, <laughs> no, he's like, Roland, that's not it. And he's like, I'm pretty certain that's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. Like Roland is the one who is just like, like not obstinately it. obtuse. <laughs> just definitely doesn't doesn't give up on how stupid he is sometimes but but, but I'm, yeah I, i'm glad you brought so that up accepting. yeah i'm I, i'm glad you brought that up because that's that that was actually that was my favorite point and again i've only watched the first season that was my that was my favorite part in the whole show because yet like you said it was it was it was done so well that it's not embarrassing it's not awkward it's mm-hmm. not it's not like um quick Bunny tangent. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you see um, Marvel's uh, uh, last movie, The End Game? Mm-hmm. There's this scene in the movie that everybody talks about where it's like the pro female scene. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, you know, it's awkward and cringy, and some people are like, well, it's awesome and you should do it. And like when it comes to like again modern issues, people want to put it in their storytelling and. No matter what that scene, like I'm glad they did it, but it it was noticeable. And right. it's like when you when you kind of like push ideologies of of you know new trends and progression in movies, uh, you can sometimes feel it. We were briefly right. talking in between this episode again, like how actors sometimes act, and you can just feel it. It's not authentic. It's not real. And right. that scene. When she's explaining, I only drink red wine, and I, you know, but at this point, I thought you only drink red wine. I was like, this is a that's a really great way of again saying it without like labeling, pointing fingers, and even saying like you're wrong if you agree or even disagree with the statement. It just is right. what it is, and Stevie accepts him for that, and they move on. Well, rel- yeah, fine from that. So, and one of the things later in the show is. Is that is that um, David ends up in a relationship with a man, and it was the one thing that when I was talking about like these these opportunities for embarrassment that never really happen is you keep waiting for somebody to have a problem with it. Okay, but like nobody really does. That's that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just like they're treated like a normal couple, like any other couple, 
and it's, it's, not, it's not thrown in your face or anything. No. And, you know? and you keep waiting because it's this small town America. Oh, all the prejudice in small town America. But they and, and that was one of the things that also felt like not super realistic to me. But also this whole show is not super realistic. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, I liked that, you know, as as a an ideal that they just kind of everything was fine and everybody was happy for them. <laughs> and like, it's great. And it's like almost, it's again, it's almost, it's almost the inverse. Cause that has been done in movies and books and shows and sure. the like where again, Oh, rich man, you know, lost his fortunes and now he's with us, the common folk and he, he has to learn to adapt. And, and I, so again, I was pleasantly surprised to see that, that that's not what this is about. Actually, it's almost like the, it's almost like weirdly kind of, the inverse where like the town was normal and now they're being introduced to rich asshole snobs and they have to deal with it. Like that's They're the weirdos. They're the absolute weirdos. Yeah. And yeah. um but yeah, it's definitely it's it's um like we were talking about with Evers Family, obviously they do a really good job with um understanding uh character as the show goes on. Um yeah. I really like David. I like David and Stevie a lot. They were they were my favorite parts to uh, watch at least again in the first season their dynamic is awesome of how they riff off each other and pick on each other but again in a very fun way um, it very much reminded me of my relationship with my girlfriend Nat we like to pick on each other and at very it, it just it that's how we sink that's how right you know when she's like oh I'm gonna punch you in your teeth like I know what she means she's saying I love yeah, you right there's a respect underneath of it yeah it's not it's not meant to be mean. No. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a very good show. I, I know this is a very popular show. I was talking to, um, a friend of mine asked me, uh, some of the things lined up f- for this podcast and I brought up Shit's Creek and he, I mean, right away he, he was like, oh, I love that show. He said it was in his like top five favorite comedy shows. So I think, I think this is very popular. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not on the well, radar I mean, they- of. Like they, they really did well. And like people were really waiting for the, you know, they said like, this is the final season was the fifth season. And somebody asked, where was it? It was on hot ones. Do you ever watch hot ones? Mm -mm, No. Hot ones is a great YouTube show for anybody who's never watched it, where a guy, I can't remember the guy's name who, who is the, the host, but he interviews celebrities while eating progressively hotter hot wings <laughs> oh i've seen it promoted for me but i haven't watched it i'll check it out yeah yep i know what you're talking very, about it's very funny and during like pandemic times he's been doing it where they like ship the hot wings to <laughs> the person's house and they do it via zoom and he did one with daniel levy and he was talking about why did you guys end Shit's creek like why And he was just like to be honest it just felt like the the end of the story yeah you know like it was just it was a natural ending and we didn't want to push it past that and i think that's the joy of this show is that nothing feels super forced when it's like the comedy it's not like they're taking it usually when i watch a show there's like a couple of seasons that i'm like yeah, oh, that yeah uh-huh. yep. you can skip that season and go to the next one or whatever you know like um, especially shows like I, I think of Supernatural right off the bat because that's one of my favorite shows. But there's definitely seasons where I was like, oh, I jumped the shark. Like that went really too far. But this show doesn't like it stays the same level of quality and funny through the whole thing. That's cool. And I, I agree a million percent. I There are shows that they run their course and it's it it's just like it's just like just stop like 
I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw a Simpsons episode because it's just like, just just stop. I can't. I, it's just so hard to keep up with. Um, but mm-hmm. that's where it shows like like Breaking Bad. Man, right. five seasons. Done. And there's not... Yeah, they just told the story. Yep. You And like every episode in that show, you need that episode. Um, mm-hmm. And so that type of storytelling I love because I'm a person that believes in one million percent that quality over quantity any day. I would rather have oh, yeah. five great seasons of Breaking Bad than... Two million seasons of an okay Simpsons or whatever. I'm not trying to shit on that show, but it's just coming to mind. So, um, right. Well, some of these shows just run forever because people like them. Yeah, and then you you lose quality in some in some places, and then you pick it back up again, and then you lose it again, you pick it back up again. You know, they also have two. I noticed they have like on Netflix because um, I started watching. Like I recommend it. There's like a there's a like an hour, maybe two hour long documentary on Netflix right now about the creation of the show. So I will definitely uh, check really? that out. Yeah. It's, I, it just popped up in my newsfeed because I'm watching Shit's Creek on Netflix. Um, right. So it was like, Hey, you might like this. And it's, it's interviews uh, with Eugene and Dan Levy uh, again on the, the creation of the show. And I think it's just like a little interview slash documentary about it. So that might be worth checking out too. Yeah, the actual longest relationship was a three-month affair with a Saudi prince, but for the last two months of that, I was trapped in his palace trying to get to an embassy. I love Alexis. She's so vapid, <laughs> but she she has heart when it comes down to it, but she's so self-absorbed. Like, one of my favorite Alexis quotes is like, oh my God, I love that journey for you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And it's just like, she's so... She's so vapid, but like she, there's two men in the town that she becomes interested in. And the first one is Mutt, who is like a very sexy man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but he's like big beard, collects compost, lives in a barn, kind of off the grid kind of dude. And then the other one is, oh, what is the vet's name? I can't remember Toby or Tony or Todd. 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 Yeah, I think it's Todd. I think it's Todd. I think it is Todd. Um, and he is like <laughs> David gets taken to him because he's having a panic attack, and and Stevie's like, he's like, do we have a doctor? And she's like, not really. Yeah, not <laughs> so what you're thinking. This, she takes him to the vet, and the vet is like you're having a panic attack. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. That's just what rich people do as a publicity stunt. You know, they're very real. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, he ends up going out with Lexus too. And like, there's this interesting dynamic between this, like free thinker and this like very controlled, very, um, trying to adult. <laughs> yeah. And, and so at first, like, cause she goes into his house and it's like, <laughs> You know, it's not it's not my taste, but it's well decorated. Um, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, like like you got your life together." And he's like, "Yeah." But then, as the show keeps going on, he's like, "Oh yeah, no, you just like open up a magazine and you like click like what you want." So I just clicked like Lone Bachelor, and this is what they sent right. me. It's like it's like a company that sells you. It's it's like a, a right. display yeah. room. Yep. yep. So it just like sells you your identity at at the cost of whatever you want to pay. Yeah. His whole identity is just this like this 
um, made up kind of thing that he just wants to be. And he's one of those people who is like lives in this small town, but wants to rise above it. Um, and he ends up being a really interesting character. Okay. And again, like these really kind of vapid characters end up developing so much depth as time goes on. Um, Cause they get spoiler alert, whatever um, they Alexis and Todd, they're engaged at the end and then there's yeah. a really funny joke where she says, if I were to stay, you know, I would marry you, but I have to go because they think they've sold the town, you know, spoiler alert, they didn't. And so, and the show does end with her talking to Mutt saying, now I have to go back to him because we're staying. So I am, I am interested to see where that goes. You have to go back because he gave me a ring. <laughs> it's just funny. Well, and of course, Alexis being Alexis, like they've been dating for like, two two or three months and she says well this is the longest relationship that i've <laughs> that i've been in consensually yeah. and he's like consensually and yeah. she's like well i did date this this prince in saudi arabia but the second two months i was a prisoner in his house trying to find an embassy yep yep <laughs> trying to get out yeah and it's like i don't know it's just so funny there's also too okay. with that same notion about like with they they she yes she has these like random moments where you hear like she sounds like a total like party animal and that's how she's getting in these situations but the thing that i also like about the kids a lot um is you don't know their age and i don't think you're really supposed to because there's moments where they're (laughs) adults but there are moments where they are kids they're they're treated like children and they even act like children too so it's like like, are they fresh out of high school or are they like in their mid to late 20s? You know what I mean? Like, it's right. They definitely I, act like, they're, like they don't have life experience. And the life experience that they have, we're finding is like more and more fake as as time goes on. You know, like, uh, you know, David ran an art gallery and at some point Alexis throws <laughs> it in his face. Like, who do you think bought all your art? Yo. Mom and dad just have like a room in the house that's full of all this <laughs> art they bought to make you, you know. And so their parents had been like weirdly neglecting them but also sheltering them and at one point they do talk about david's age because he says <laughs> he says something about like alexis i'm 30 36 and she goes she oh she says you're 36 he says i'm practically 29 <laughs> like, and you're like no <laughs> because they definitely you know? do not act it at all Oh, they act like children but they all act like children like that first time that moira has a breakdown and like she reads about herself on the internet. <laughs> so Moira is a was a really famous like soap opera star. Okay. But um I forget the name of the show. But they talk about it in the in the scene where they're having dinner with Roland and his wife. Yeah. And she talks about how she was she was a fairly well-known actor. Yeah, she was a really she was very well known for this character she played, a particular character role, and she's ever since then been trying to like recapture that. Um, in the second season, she stars in a movie called The Crows Have Eyes. Oh, it's that's like funny. Horrible horror movie. <laughs> so funny. And then there's then there's that episode. Yeah, there's that episode because she she says that she, you know she's an actor, and then and then yeah, there's the there's the TV commercial episode. That one to me was the funniest. There was the um, they're trying to sell the the town local wine. Uh, <laughs> 
it was the fruit wine that he was like, yeah, we don't use like, you know, incest, uh, uh, like insect repellent or any chemicals. And there's a part where she's like drinking the wine and she's like, I'm pretty certain there are bugs in this wine right now. And he was like, oh, that's a ladybug. That's one of the good ones. (laughs) (laughs) And she has to be the main face, the actor for a TV commercial shoot that they are filming in town with a very, very, very low production. And I can tell you a million percent that I've I've been I've been on low end TV commercial shoots and I've been on high end TV shoots and both are miserable. So that was hilarious <laughs> because like you said, Johnny, the 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 dad, uh, her husband, you know, he had worked in video before, so now he's throwing in his business professional expertise but it's out of the range of and scope of, of the budget of this commercial. It's it's totally disconnected. But I, I've been in those boats. I've been in that boat where there is somebody like, oh, I I worked on this. I worked on that once. It's like, dude, we're, we're filming a local wine TV. Just shut Just, up. You know what I mean? Like, and her like over dramatizing herself as an actor in it. Oh my god, yeah, that episode. I Hirschlinger and she. She's so worried about it that she ends up getting really drunk. <laughs> and he just comes in. Um, Johnny comes in and he's like, look, the show that you were on, you were drunk through most of the third season <laughs> and the fifth season yeah. and probably the finale. Yeah. And she's like, you're right. I can do this. And so she's drunk when they finally shoot it. And she can't say Bert Herschlinger through one. That was it. Yes. And they, yep. <laughs> funny she just like ends up just cracking up by the end of it oh yeah she flubs it over and over and over again yeah and it's that kind of stuff like it's just it's silly humor but it's so clean it's so well done and it works and it works it really really works but i would say yeah it's it's a it's a it's an easy show it's an easy show to swallow it's a it's a good show to just like this is a perfect show where like if you had a bad day at work just it's come home perfect. and put this on. Yeah, put your feet up on your your favorite chair, your favorite sofa. Hang out with your dog. Have a glass of wine. Show's perfect. Uh, it'll Absolutely. take away every bad every bad day that you've had. It'll help alleviate that a little bit. Um, I always kind of like to talk about too. Like again, if there's like we mentioned it, I guess already, but like other if like if you watch How I Met Your Mother, I would say this is a show people could definitely fall into. Sure. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother new girl like um maybe the office even yeah like like that kind of parks and rec parks and rec yeah that kind of like popcorn television i'm sure yeah you would really like this and again i and i said this in our f is for family but like three episode test they're 30 minute episodes watch at least three of them if you're not hooked then whatever but like that's i definitely took that the first episode is is just set up, <laughs> you know? And after that, it gets, it just gets so much better. So it follows the model of how you actually get to know people, right? It's the whole first season is like surface introductions. And then as you get into later, it's, it's more about people's backstories and like, why are you the way you are? And like, as a, as a counselor, that's really interesting to me because I always want to know why everybody is the way they are kind of everybody has their own little backstory, you know, like in the first season, even they talk about Roland and Jocelyn being Mutt's parents and like how that's working, you know, and that becomes its own little storyline. And so like it all kind of gets more complicated as it goes on. Yes. And it's also, it's a lot of the characters backstory gets introduced 
by doing things too, which is mm-hmm. a is a there's the old the old saying in in, in storytelling, especially in, in movies and television, which is you know show don't tell, and mm-hmm. it's instead of instead of hearing about Stevie going on these hunting trips, she takes David on the hunting trips, and that right. type of story that that you know that sounds simple, but I can't tell you how many movies and TV shows do that now where you just say it and then the I guess that's it. I you know a very quick example is Poe Dameron from the new Star Wars movies. They're like, "Oh, he's a great pilot." It's like, "Okay. Okay. You're going to Good to know. <laughs> you remember when remember when Han Solo was a great pilot? We saw him fly through fucking asteroids while tie fighters were chasing him. That's cool as shit. But Poe Dameron's like, "Okay, he's a good pilot cuz they told us he was." Cuz anyway, they said he was. Yeah. yeah. That's that's my quick rant. But um but that's what I like with Shit's Creek is it's like Stevie likes to hunt and drink beer, get wasted and make out with dudes. And guess what? That's what she does. So, <laughs> Well, and instead of talking about her shitty family, her shitty, like her shitty family up. comes in for a wedding and like they have to clean the hotel room after them. And like, no, it was the that's... funeral. Oh, it's a funeral. That was yeah, the no, funeral. Right. That episode was hilarious. Uh, that was so good. Oh my God. They asked Johnny to say a word at the funeral and, he, I don't know if he did meet that character, but I know we as the audience didn't. So you're kind of then to conclude that Johnny didn't meet this character no. as well. And now he's to say, Johnny didn't know the guy who died. Oh, it's so funny. And he just ends up like having a complete breakdown <laughs> on the thing, on the, the podium. And he's talking about how this guy died in Shit's Creek and we're all going to die in Shit's <laughs> Creek. Yo. Not just die, but die in Shit's Creek. And then like, Moira just stands up in the audience and starts singing Danny Boy. Danny Boy. To see him. Also, Moira and Johnny's love affair is so gorgeous. Kind of an awkward way. But, like, they're so in love with each other. And it's it's very um, refreshing to see that, like, you know, like, they they role play and they they're silly with each other and like they're very supportive of each other all the time and it's it's super interesting i agree and i think it could be i think it could be very easy to make a show where you know she she's mad at him because of the business decisions that he made and he could be mad at her because she forced him into said business decisions and they're angry at each other and yeah no they 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 love each other they're there for each other um and it's they they have a working relationship. A lot of TV shows, especially those that pertain to money, which that's not what the show's about, but it's definitely there. Um, mm-hmm. Have that. I, like right away, I'm thinking of again, Mad Men. You know, Don Draper right. has major issues with his wife because he's such a successful, rich, powerful, you know, man. That that's where they just rely. But yeah, that's a great point to make. Is that they? I mean, and then just I again, it's Eugene Levy and Kathy O'Hara together on screen. Such great chemistry. They're awesome. It's such good chemistry. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely awesome to watch. And um, yeah, it's a it's a breath of fresh air. It's a it's a it's a it's a feel good show, and it's it's awesome. I uh, yeah. I like it. I look forward to to watching more. So, um, so yeah. Well, um, I think I think that's it. I still cool. don't know, I still don't know how to end this. <laughs> it's becoming have, a theme. <laughs> I have I still haven't figured it out. Play the end music. We're done. Bye. Bye. Um, Thanks but, for having me. This is really fun. Yeah. Uh, everybody again. Yeah. This is Zeke. This has been, this is my good friend Zeke. Thank you for coming on the show. I, I appreciate it a lot. And um, thanks for sharing Shit's Creek. And um, 
Yeah, thank you also to everybody listening at home or on your phones or whatever you're doing this on. I do appreciate it as well. And um, we will see you all next time. Bye. Who brings the muskmelon goodness to his oak chardonnay and the dazzling peach curl bat pull to his Riesling Rioja. Come taste the difference good fruit can make in your wine. You'll remember the experience and You'll remember the name, Herb Irvlinger, Bert Herngeif, Irv Herblinger, Bing Livehanger, Liveling, Bert Herkern. You could